It is so well defined. What we have to do today, we got to go to work. We got to do right offense. Hey everybody, how you doing? Wade and Ryan here for NFL in London. That's right, it's time for another podcast. It's episode 99, everyone. Oh, is it? It is. Super exciting. Well, I mean, we did a whole bunch of them before, which I never really counted, but then when we started, like, actually keeping track of them and doing them regularly, this is episode 99 of the ones we've kept track of. It would have been amazing if 100 hit as we were coming out of lockdown, just, like, right out of the gates. Well, it could have if we waited to do another one in, like, six months. Yeah, we just keep delaying the next one. Guys, you wait, episode 100, it's going to be our lockdown special. Yeah, what are the odds? Um, So we are self-distancing. Hope you guys are keeping safe as well, safe and sound, enjoying the weather, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff going on. We'll talk about the London NFL games again. As it looks like the schedule is about to be released this week. We're going to tap into the NFL draft. What happened? Who got the big uh, winners and losers? And we'll also talk about all the NFL stories. Uh, let's start it up first. Uh, Don Shula is dead, and I had nothing to do with it. Um, oh. Man, what a great... Uh, talk about the legendary quarterback when you talk... Or quarterback, quarterback was, coach. He, yeah, he was, uh, he was top five. Like, for, yeah. one of those... He's part of that old... Uh, Old style of quarterback of a guy who was there for like 35 years. Yeah. You know, started Belichick looked wearing up a him. suit and tie yeah. on the sidelines back in the day when men were men. Oh, he was such a, <laughs> he was such a man. You look yeah. at him, the slick back hair. You know, Don Shula was great. For, for, for having, as a Bills fan, we had the battles we used to have with Don Shula. They were always the toughest games. Um, yeah, he was, is he, he is the all-time winningest yeah. coach. I'm almost sure. Yeah, I think sure. he is. Yeah, he is, for sure. He, I don't know how Belichick hasn't passed him yet. That's quite shocking. But I'm sure Belichick's just, going to. For the amount of times that Don Shula was a head coach, I think. You know, he was, he well, started. No, he was really, just the one, wasn't he? Just Miami, like, forever. Yeah, he though. started out young, though. He started out really young as a coach. Uh, but obviously, you know, when you talk about the perfect season that they had in Miami, and him basically resurrecting them, taking... Uh, the young Pittsburgh phenom, Dan Marino. They've never been the same since. No, they have not. Uh, so, uh, Miami, uh, yeah. Now, it also comes out, uh, we're talking about games and distancing. And in the same article, Miami was also mentioning, Miami Dolphins, what their plans are for a 2020 season. And as you can imagine... <laughs> I love it, that way, yeah, let's go to, uh, let's go to Florida yeah, for some common sense. Flor- Florida common for sense. some common sense practices. So right? first off, everyone uh, has to... This is going to be yeah. good. Let me, let me buckle up exactly. for this. First off, everyone has to smoke meth. Alligators in between yeah. everyone. You've got to have a crack pipe or a meth pipe <laughs> yeah. distance between each person. meth pipes between What they are actually saying is what their stadium, which I believe has a capacity of around 70,000, is that they'll only hold about 15,000 fans per game. Is that again? That, that that's an idea, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you're going to work that out, right? Like, who are the fifteen thousand people that are going to get tickets? Who are the season holder, season ticket holders that are going to get screwed? Then you're going to piss off. It's going to be a raffle mm-hmm. to do it. You're even going to have the five hundred stick a guy up in the three hundreds. There's like a million empty seats. It's like, why do I have to sit here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why like am a I thousand Hello. seats to my left? Well, it's going to add an third down the coat. They're trying to get that noise. You just hear it's going to add an interesting dynamic, though. Now, having 15,000 fans, you look at in Taiwan in their baseball league, robots and cardboard cutouts right now is what they've got going on. Um, So, 15,000 fans in a game, you're going to see that's only like 500 tables the Bills fans would be able to break. It's just not not enough. Costco is going to struggle. Yeah, the the table in the company is like, no. Did you see that video of the baby, the the gender reveal from the baby to the table? Kid to a table. Yeah, he didn't get any flack for that. Um, So, this is going to be the the new norm. Obviously, Ryan and I were talking a bit about this uh, going forward in terms of watching the NFL here in the UK. Now, they have said that the uh, they are going to announce. Oh, the, they're gone though. The NFL London games are toast. Totally gone. They're but toast. I mean, London and Mexico have got to be gone. Uh, I think this is the last year under contract though, so it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do going forward. This is going to change the nature of the NFL and change the, the nature of sports. 
Um, so with that, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It'd be funny if you're watching and you're like, uh, oh, NFL sucks, doesn't it? Like if there's no fans, it's like that. It's like that proverb, that old ancient proverb. If you knock down a tree, it'll be like, if there's no one to watch it, yeah. is this actually, is it actually happening? Good? Yeah, if a tree falls is in the forest, is, is anyone here? Yeah, yeah, so if there's no one to watch it, yeah. is this sport any good? If no one watches the Dolphins game, did they still lose? Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think the other thing we've, we've talked about as well is uh, viewing. Uh, and, you know, in viewing games in London, uh, which we've been doing for a long time here, that's going to change dramatically as well. I mean, it was hard enough getting sometimes people down... Uh, to watch a game on a Sunday night until late. Central London will be burned for this. I think yeah. you're going to have more home parties, more people watching at home, uh, connecting with other Zoom fans. Zoom or remote Zoom parties, I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, the viewership parties and, and things like that. Uh, you know, you can see DraftKings now is playing old games and they're doing announcers over them. You, you, you're going to see the people, I think, are going to repurpose it because sports bars in general are going to struggle going sports forward. Be, well, I think the, the one thing is sports bars will always come back, I think, because people want to be in that environment, even in restaurants. If you lose you know, if you lose half the seats, you're still going to get a lot of people who want to go in that atmosphere because if there's going to be no fans in the, in the stands, at least want to have fans around me yeah. that provide atmosphere that the sport is going to lack. But again, it's going to be safe distancing in a pub because pubs are yeah, obviously... Yeah, people are loud in general. You can still fit a lot of people in a big sports bar. Uh, but it still would be good enough. I, I think. think I think you're going to have a lot of trouble. Pubs and bars are going to be the last thing that open. And as a result, when they do, the distancing will be there, the glass cleaning. You know, because that's the thing. They basically said that, you know, the, these kind of social events are the, the worst places for them. So it is, it's a big kick in the knockers for us, obviously, uh, and for every sports fan going forward in terms of every sport. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting, well, because we got to see what they're going to do with the Premiership, mm-hmm. if they're going to be able to do it, how that's even going to work. So I think everyone's just scrambling to figure something out and just wants a little bit of good news. It is. So, well, NASCAR, but at least we had the draft. Which yeah, was we did. NASCAR news. is starting going ahead with their season. Uh, so yeah. that's going to be one of the few things to watch. I will be watching NASCAR. I have watched NASCAR. Hard. I've hit rock bottom. You know what, man? Uh, I've been on meth for many years, <laughs> and NASCAR got me through NASCAR. it. So let's talk about the draft. It was the most viewed draft of all time. 55 if million it, people watching. If it wasn't, it would be a disgrace. Like That is the worst statistic ever to say. Like, that's something like amazing that you could boast about. Like, if yeah. you're Roger Goodell, look at that. Highest, and they'd be like, okay, yeah, we'll give you that one. But, yeah. you know. Well, and 600 cameras for it. Uh, you know, there was it was interesting. Goodell, you know, he allowed people to boo him. I thought he did a good job. Even I think he was drunk. Dude, he totally got wasted. He's a big boy, right? So he probably just, he's overconfident in how huh. much he can pound back without getting... Yeah, without and you're, I think I was always keen to, like, look around his house, and I'm like, because he had one of those uh, Xbox Connects by his TV, and I'm like, who still has a Connect? I know, come on, Goodell. And so you're just like, who has a Connect still? But Maybe he needs program some sort of, like, Jarvis-type robot that I'm he sure. to, It's his only friend in his basement. It could just, be something, but, I mean, you know, you look at it, he, it, was, it was enjoyable, I mean, for what I saw. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, for, yeah, for what I want, I think it was just something we all needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say I was a little surprised how it wasn't as dramatic as I thought it would be. No. I thought there'd be more trades, a little bit, maybe uh, a little bit more technical difficulties, but it ran really smoothly. It did. And, you know, it just showed, yeah, like, I feel bad for the players, like I've said before, but I think 
in a way, I love when people are like, why aren't the people at home socially distancing? It's like, mm. they really live together. They're at home. They're family. Yeah. yeah. It's like, stop being, people are just dicks. No, people. Um, it's, but it was good. I thought, I thought everyone made the sensible decision. There were no like, oh my God, what was that crazy reach? Well, let's talk about the except Packers. One, except one. <laughs> let's talk about the except Packers. Except one, yeah. I mean, in the top, I mentioned yeah. the top 10, but yes. So, I mean, yeah, because you look at it, we can go through all them. The Packers, I mean, this is going to be a big question. They um, did make the big noise. They took Buddy Love. Oh, sorry, that's... That's from the clumps. Uh, no, that's from uh, Nutty Professor. Anyway, Dude, love, buddy, love. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So they took uh, they took Mr. Love. Um, now the problem, obviously, with the Packers not taking any wide receivers. Um, it's it's so funny that they're doing this because it obviously that they, they were a team that really never had like they had a, they have a new GM and a new coach kind of mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. And I think they've just been like, no, we don't like... I think that that's got to be a power move, saying we don't really want to do this Rodgers thing. Because right? we're watching the um, watching the, the Michael Jordan thing, The Last yeah. Dance, and there's all about Jerry Krause. And Jerry Krause was the GM who's like telling Phil Jackson, you're not coming back, and if Jordan wants to retire. And you're watching it be like, what is happening? Yeah. How can you let something like this happen and that's kind of why I think everyone's feeling in Green Bay like it's hilarious that it happened to Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. the same thing so I think he has to be super well aware to not be a dick but Aaron Rodgers not being a dick is very difficult to do that is part Uh, of his DNA it's part of who he is he's just that petty but that maybe it's that thing like listen we maybe only have Rodgers for two years let's light a fire under him like no one else right because that's kind of what it might end up doing. And they get him for two years, they trade him, Jordan Love takes over and he plays well, the, the experiment worked. But they need to get a Super Bowl in these next two years because I don't think Rodgers is playing more than two more years in Green Bay. I don't think so either. Uh, obviously, it is a... I want him to go to the Bears. I so want him to badly. go to the Bears too. So I think it would be so funny but because... there's no way they'd trade him to the Bears. Oh, who thought Favre would go to the Vikings? Yeah, but he's still... He went to the Jets first. Yeah. And Rodgers is under contract, so to get him, you're going to have to trade for him. So there's no way they're trading him to the Bears. I uh, let's we no one thought Corona would happen. Let's yeah, never let's yeah. not let's never say never. Let's go through. So we can go through um, some of the big. Uh, we'll go through some of the first rounds, some of the big ones, uh, and then. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just had to uh, deal deal with it. We've got these female admirers that keep coming and throwing their panties across the wall. <laughs> had to tell them to go away. <clears throat> yeah. I'm on lockdown. Social distance. Uh, so let's go through some of them. No surprise, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, take Joe Exotic, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Chase yeah, Young. Yeah, again, there's no Brady. you got to go with that. I think the first three yeah. were, were pretty much the safest picks. I think Detroit, I'm sorry, I, I, I wonder what the offers they had to move back because I feel like even if they could have got Jeff Okuda if they moved back to five, I think there must not have been an offer good no. enough for them because, again, Jeff Okuda is a great – to have a shutdown corner is literally still one of the most valuable positions, especially – in today's NFL, the way teams air it out, mm-hmm. you need that guy. Like, yeah, you need actually, a guy who reads the plays, who's smart, and especially losing uh, it's just, Slay. Yeah. It's also, yeah, you lost Slay, but it's also like Detroit, you're just like, uh, it's like, yeah, that's a great pick, but it's not like that's going to change our franchise pick. No. Like, a quarterback's great. It's great, but it's not a game changer. But again, Detroit just had to do it. They got the quarterback, they got the receivers, they got to improve the defense. So yeah. I think it could, Detroit could be that little sneaky team. It could Stafford's work. But it's, it's very difficult, as you know, to put or build a team around a rookie who comes out of college. Because a lot of times rookies in this get hurt because they're used to they're playing the big boys for the first time. But good move. You had Andrew Thomas, offensive lineman. This is, you needed this because. Offense, the offensive lineman. Yeah. Offensive lineman, sorry, because, you know, uh, 
you, Saquon's not running anywhere without, without and protection. And you protect Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones. So And the problem was it was a sieve before. This guy's a massive. 6'5", oh, 320. Um, you got no problems yeah, with Yeah, I think this is one of the smartest moves. If you're a team, I think we saw it with the Jets at 10, or 10, did the same thing. It's if you're, uh, I think, if you're a young, got a young quarterback... First thing you gotta do is protect him. Mm-hmm. You gotta give him the confidence because if he's out there just getting smacked to the ground, you're just gonna lose his confidence. Again, Cleveland did the same thing with an offensive lineman. All the teams that had a quarterback that didn't take that step that they wanted him to, all of a sudden said, "All right, we're gonna protect this guy. Give him time. Yeah. And now we're gonna see what he can it's do." It's a lot different than the days of old when everyone would go after running backs and uh, just stack running backs. And now running backs like, yeah, now, thanks, two years. Like, see you later. The guys are so much bigger now. They just they stop them and shut them down. Uh, we Soon move. people won't even run anymore. It'd just be a glitch right. passing nine receivers. It's like how sets. I play retro bowl now. Uh, I don't even use my running back anymore. It's just balls throwing deep. Balls deep. Shout out to Retro Bowl if you're not playing Retro Bowl. Get on the App Store. Um, so the next one, Tua. Uh, he goes next. Tua. Uh, it's surprising. I guess some people weren't sure if Miami would take him. There was talk about his oh, health they issues. They were gonna take. They uh, had to take him. But Tua is taken by Miami Dolphins. Uh, it would be interesting to see what Miami is gonna do and how they build around him. Well, I think he sits behind Fitz uh, mm-hmm. for this year. I think because he, he he's. Mr. Glass, he's literally had like five broken bones in the last couple of years. I think sitting behind someone like Fitz, listen, it, did, it didn't do any harm for Patrick Mahomes no. to sit behind for a year. I think Miami's not ready to take that step to the next level. So let him sit back. Let him get healthy. Let him understand the offense. And you're there. Fitz is a great quarterback to learn from. Like, he's literally yeah. one of the best. He's have it. Yeah, and good luck beating him out because he's wicked smart. He's wicked smart and he fights for his job. Now, the the next guy, uh, you know, the guy I was big on, six foot six, 237 pounds, Justin Herbert, um, goes to the Chargers. Uh, so now, hopefully, they got fans. Oregon well, guy, you know, no, down. Did, did one of my favorite things, by the way, was in the... Uh, um, so each whenever Roger Goodell did a pick in the background they had Bills fans on Zoom and they had okay, about yeah. 12 squares mm-hmm. and when it was the Chargers they had about 6 squares oh so yeah they, they couldn't, couldn't even fill the squares they couldn't even fill 12 squares yeah. of Chargers fans so I don't think Justin Herbert's gonna get that to 12 to no. be honest with you I think, I think it's a it, it could be an exciting pick I think the fact that they're talking, like Hunter Henry, you said, was saying yeah. that the offense is going to be better under Tyron Taylor. I just don't imagine that. I said, well, he said it's, I think Hunter Henry said it's better now that Philip Rivers is gone because it opens up our game. Well, I don't know. First of all, if you think Tyron Taylor is an upgrade over Philip Rivers, you're crazy. Yeah. I sat with Ty- Tyron Taylor is a really serviceable backup, can come and get you some really good games, but he can't win in the big game. Every time he's been in the big game, he's struggled, but... He's going to hold off Justin Herbert the same way he did Baker Mayfield, but four or five games, and then it's going to either go badly, and then Herbert's yeah. going to come in. So I th- Well, I think the difference is also when you look at Herbert, he's 6'6", 237. The guy's fast, though, too. You don't have a guy normally 6'6", that actually has some legs on him. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting because he is different. You know, Philip Rivers is a big dude as well, but doesn't have that, you know, runnability, and this guy's a young guy. Then we move on to the Carolina Panthers, who've had some drama going out through... You know, the, the whole uh, draft. Uh, they take Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn, big, solid Which is, I think is a good move because yeah. I don't think they're really ready. They're no, I think they know they're not ready to take that next step. They got Matt Rule who's like, okay, listen, let's get, let's get the best defensive tackle mm-hmm. in the draft. Next year we'll probably get our quarterback because they're going to have a crap year probably. Oh, yeah. And then, okay, so Carolina's just playing it smart in a way like teams that know they're a year away have to do. So it's a really smart pick. 
Um, I think this one surprised me a bit because I thought Arizona would take an oh, offensive lineman. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker. But even from though Clemson. everyone says Isaiah Simmons is like this beast, beast. Athlete, six foot four, three hundred pounds from Clemson, he play every position yeah. on the field. So he's he's like a he reminded me of watching like a Brian Urlacher, the way the guy plays. He's all over the field. He plays every position. He sees he's like Jamal like, Adams. Like, yeah, type. you can probably put him anywhere. So again, I think size. when he's, you have such a good athlete, like yeah, that, six he, four, two thirty. The guy's he's, he's fast. He's yeah, evil. is that ridiculous? So yeah. why not? Uh, so Isaiah, uh, then we go to C.J. Henderson, defensive back. Uh, you know, which is I think I he's just, from Florida. He goes to Florida. Is, the thing I don't understand is like, I which is fine. it's a fine pick. It's a good pick, yeah. but it's like all Jacksonville's doing is basically replacing the amazing people they traded away. Yeah. So it's like it feels like this is not a team going forward. This is a team just going to the exact same spot they were. So it's like they're her, probably going to be the worst team in the league because again, yeah. at nine, this doesn't inspire you. If I'm Jacksonville. You know what? There's. Do you go for another beast receiver to help Gardner Minshew? That's probably yeah. what I do. Um, you make this an it, offensive yeah. team. I mean, as you say, the, Florida is replacing everything. It's what we call hurricane mentality. Everything yeah. gets blown away, washed away. You replace everything that you had because of the hurricane. Because what happens if you have Doug Marone as your coach? Well, what I, I mean, think it is. Uh, yeah, Marone has got to have some issues there. But He's, again, when you look at it, Florida produces more NFL players in any state. And you have the worst teams in Florida. Well, now you got you know Tampa, but well, Tampa, yeah, exactly. Miami. I mean, Tampa was the dog's butt for the longest mm-hmm. time. So, move on to offensive line in Cleveland with a good pick here. Uh, Jedrick Wills Jr. from Alabama, 6'5", 320 pounds. Again, you know, he's, they're putting more of these Alabama guys together. Some of these guys have played together now, playing together again in Cleveland. Then we move to Mackie Becton, uh, offensive Again, line. Again, this is what I said. Yeah. You've got those two guys. Both took a step back, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, especially with uh, Baker Mayfield. With all those weapons mm-hmm. and the way he was getting thrown off his back foot and getting hit and like that, I think getting hit with Conklin and him, now he has no excuse. He's got a pocket. He's if got he, to do it now. Yeah, because he's now got a college pocket. So now we might see the real Baker Mayfield because I think he didn't have a great offensive line. No. I think he was a bit arrogant probably coming sure. in because – He's a quarterback, cocky quarterback, and I think he got humbled a bit. So I'm hoping he takes those steps. I'm excited to watch Cleveland. I think, I think it should be good. You're right. You know, like he didn't have that pocket, and and you think it's a lot of times when you got college players that come in, they're like, oh, I can play the same way, you can still play the same level and intensity. If you don't have that same pocket you have in college, guys are a lot bigger coming at you. He was throwing yeah. off his back foot and making bad calls. Uh, so maybe this will be better. Uh, Mackie Becton, uh, offensive line from Louisville, six seven. Uh, 370 pounds. Uh, this is a guy who is going to protect Sam Darnold. Interesting article that someone was reading about, of all the draft guys that came out of it, that they this one article guy still thinks that Sam Darnold, of all the past two years, is still the best quarterback. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of weapons, so no. it'll be interesting. They lost Robbie Anderson. They got a uh, one in the second round, but again. If they can get their running game together and they can get some stuff together, the Jets, you know, obviously now it's being sort of wide open uh, in that division. Then we move into Henry Ruggs, the third wide receiver from Alabama. He goes to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Such a Raiders pick, the speed baby pick. Because yeah. he was the fastest guy. He's not supposed to be the best receiver. Yeah. He's the fastest by far. I think this must be a pick from having to play Tyreek Hill twice a year. Yeah. And you're just like, my God, we need that on our team. So Because I think the Raiders didn't really didn't have any speed last year at receiver. They had a lot of possession guys. But they really lack that downfield mm-hmm. presence. So I think this is a smart pick. But when you have a guy like C.D. Lamb, who's supposed to be the best all-around receiver, it's these guys who are just the speed guys. We saw with John Brown or uh, sorry, uh, Marquise. No, um, uh, Pitt- Pittsburgh. 
Oh, sorry, I'm not on the Bengals. Uh, basically, he didn't get his fifth yeah. year. John Ross. John Ross. Didn't okay. get his fifth year option picked up uh, because he was that speed guy, broke the record, yeah. and really hasn't been able to get it done. So you still have he, to catch the ball. These picks worry about me because I love the speed guy, but I'd rather the guy who catches everything. Well, you could put Usain Bolt on a team, and he's speedy. Uh, he can't catch the ball, and he doesn't like to be hit. So you yeah. know, those are things you got to look at. Uh, so then the, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers decided with their 13th pick to move up. They take Tristan Wirfs, the offens- offensive lineman hey. from Iowa. Big guy, 6'5", 322. You want to keep Tom Brady alive? Exactly. Smart this pick. is the guy. Yeah, you, that is the pick they had to do, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to play the Bruce Arians offense, which is way more down the field. That requires Tom Brady to have to sit in the pocket for at least like another second. So you're going to yeah. need a bit more time. So then we have, that was a trade with uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, for, sorry, Indianapolis. And then the 49ers make a trade um, for a Javon Kinlaw, a defensive lineman from South Carolina. Uh, you know, San Francisco's been making a lot of well, trades. Well, they did, yeah. They traded uh, Solomon Thomas, I think, yeah. to the Colts. And Staley. Or, or, or was it Buckner? It was one of them. To, yeah. I think it was Buckner. To the to the Colts. So basically, they're just replacing him. Uh, yeah. They have a great defensive line to just basically plug and play. I thought that if I was San Francisco, I would have gone receiver. Mm-hmm. I think with CeeDee Lamb on the board, you have Garoppolo. You lost Emmanuel Sanders. You don't really – you got you know, Debo Samuel's good. Yeah. But we saw what happened. Even though he had a really good rookie year, we saw what happened like we saw with um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. You know, if you take away another weapon, he becomes the main guy. Can he do yeah. anything? And we saw that with – Can he hold on? And obviously, you know, they, they were able to move the ball well last year, San Francisco. But again, you're, you're going to have to see what kind of tools they need going forward. Uh, you know, this is, I, I've been always going on this podcast, how Denver is making some moves that yeah. I'm interested in. I Jerry so. Judy, you know, he, uh, this is a guy that from Alabama, you're putting together these guys around Drew Locke and you've got a hell of a, yeah. hell of a bunch of receivers and why, and, and, and running got, game and now. And you got fans, you got Melvin Gordon, you brought in, Jerry yeah. Judy. I think, uh, yeah, this is all coming around to Drew Locke. Uh, I think Drew Locke, Drew yeah. Locke. I think John Elways knows that he has struck out so many times on quarterback, other than gifting yeah. Manning to him. He's like 0 for 4 in mm-hmm. his last four. So I think he's so desperate that Drew Locke has to pan out that he's done a good job uh, get, getting Melvin Gordon, getting a good running back with Philip Lindsay. They're going to be yeah. an offense that can actually hold on, but now is their defense going to be good enough? Well, getting you know, older. Getting older. And, you know, the second half of the year, if you started looking, Denver sucked it up the first half, but really started to put some really tough wins. Well, once they got they, rid of Flacco. They, they uh, got rid of Flacco, but they just became tough to beat. And you'd have games where you go, oh, the Denver's going to lose this one, and you watch the score, and they're up 20 nothing. You're like, okay, this is going to be interesting. So, you know, I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. I think it's a great pick. Jerry Judy yeah, is a very good receiver. Good speed, so. uh, you know. Uh, next, we move into Atlanta. The 16th pick, AJ Terrell, a cornerback from Clemson. You know, you're going to need defense. Atlanta needs a lot of things. And, well, Atlanta's, they they still got good pieces, but the problem is those offensive pieces are going to start to get old real fast. Yeah. You know, you're going to have Matt Ryan getting up there. You have Julio Jones, who's still amazing, but he's in his 30s now, which is usually the decline. Mm-hmm. Don't have a great running game. So, getting a quarterback is absolutely massive. And I think Matt Ryan has, especially in that division, you, when you're going to be going up against the Godwins and the Evans oh, and yeah. Michael Thomas, you got to get yourself a good corner. So I think you can't have enough good corners in the NFL. So I think it's a smart move. But I think with Dan Quinn as their coach, it just doesn't inspire confidence in the toughest division with the Saints and the and the Bucks. 
It's going to be interesting. I'm excited to watch, but Matt Ryan's got his work cut out for him. Yeah, I th- for Atlanta, you know, I think after the Super Bowl, you know, a lot of teams you see there's a focus. There's a drive, the top players, and what they how they put in and orchestrate everything. With Atlanta, after that loss. Bill Belichick's the soul. Yeah, soul it's crusher. like, it's, yeah, they're just like bitch slapped. Like and, and they haven't Indiana really. Indiana Jones just rips yeah, into you and just pulls, pulls your the heart, heart out. out. They haven't really done anything. Of course, the Dallas Cowboys take uh, with the best uh, wide receiver uh, that Dak Prescott can blindly throw to. CD over there somewhere. Uh, CD Lamb, uh, Oklahoma, six foot two, 191 pounds. This guy's speed. He's catching. This he's, was a great pick. This was, yeah. I think, shocking to everyone. No, I think no one thought Dallas was going to come. It's such a Dallas pick too, because it's like, it's it's just to me. I think if they knew CD Lamb was going to be available, they wouldn't have given Amari Cooper 20 million no. a year. Because now they're really in a bad spot because they don't want to get Dak. We just saw. Yeah. We'll talk about it now, but we were talking about Andy Dalton. Yes. Andy Dalton just signed with the Cowboys. What? Now, Are you now, kidding yeah. me? <laughs> now, to me, this is like, I, I still think it's just, Dallas is looking yeah. at, at being like, all right, we made DeMarcus Lawrence one the second highest paid thing. We made uh, Jalen Smith one of the highest paid running uh, linebackers. We made... Yeah. Zeke, the highest paid running back. We got the highest paid receiver. We can't have the highest paid quarterback. Like I think everything's just not a bit bigger scared. in Texas. Yeah, I think I think he's from Texas. Uh, yeah, Dalton originally. Um, and I think um, I I don't know what's going to happen. I there could just be that thing where they just wa- could Dallas just walk away and just be like, we just can't pay forty million right now. Well, that's, that's like, an, it's an interesting thing, you know, as you say. Like, because because that, that, that's it. Yeah. You're done. You're, you're and look, is... Dalton's been, when he's had four playoff games, he's lost all four. Uh, he's been to the th- Pro Bowl three times, though. Hey, Dalton's had a great career. He has, but he hasn't had a lot of the talent. He hasn't had a lot of guys. So you wonder, you know, the impetus goes to his hometown state, you know. He could be in the Fitz Magic situation. It's like, just, just fail, Dak. Just fail. But now you wonder... Well, it, you wonder how Dak even takes this news. Does oh. he take this as a big slap in the face? Huh. But I really think when a guy like Andy Dalton out there, you can have a backup quarterback that good for that cheap. Why yeah. not? Like, no, exactly. You need a good backup quarterback. I don't know, even know who Dallas' backup quarterback is, but he's not better than Brian Andy Hoyer, part two. Yeah, he's they, not they better clone, than Andy Dalton. Brian. So... So yeah, I mean it's gonna be interesting, uh, and you know I think it's a good I think it's a good thing. Dallas is making some scary moves. It's, it's what I'm looking well, at. Well, yeah. So CD Lamb and that offense is gonna be scary. That's because Andy I mean. Dalton having you know when you got a guy who's played with AJ Green for so long, him stepping up to Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, all these guys going, I can hit you. Yeah, you wonder. I wonder what Dallas. I wonder what Dak's gonna do. Does he? He does have a strong arm, and he's got a pretty good cannon on him. So it's gonna be interesting. All right, so we move on to the next pick here, Austin Jackson. Uh, sounds like two names you ni- name a kid from the 90s. It's just Austin Jackson and Jackson Austin. Uh, uh, okay, so he goes like to USC. Type sitcom. Exactly. Yeah, he no, was straight up from again, Pittsburgh. doing that thing. I think everyone's making these smart decisions. Say, we're gonna take our, if we're going to get a quarterback, we're going to protect him. Again, Miami's yeah. taking Tua, especially with Tua. you got to protect yeah. him. Uh, Miami's doing lots of the right things. I think the, the, the and AFC East is going to be really interesting this year. Uh, yeah. Because no one knows what's going to happen with Stidham. Um, with anything, I think it's still Buffalo's division, but with Stidham, we don't know. We'll blast through some of the other ones. Uh, next, uh, traded up uh, their trade from Chicago last year. What Chicago got? No first round picks or second. Yeah. Um, this was a controversial Damon Arnett, pick, quarterback from apparently. Ohio State. Yeah. This guy apparently, I got again. I'm only telling from what I've read and listened to, but this guy had a lot of problems apparently. So obviously, sending him to Vegas is yeah, the smartest. That's, that'll smartest clean him up. Decision. Yeah. Uh, but again, a lot of people had a later round, so I think a lot of people were scratching their heads uh, with this one. Uh, so because the Raiders could have done lots of different things, 
again, they their one pick Cleveland Farrell last year didn't what didn't really have a great year for the fourth overall pick four sacks. Well, again, you can't really judge a defensive end their first year. I think you got to wait yeah. until the second year. But again, a little questionable pick. But oh, Vegas like to take chances. But the Raiders did well in their draft last year, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah, again, none of us know. Who knows? You know, new city, new new dimension. Uh, <clears throat> Clavon Chisson, uh, linebacker LSU. He goes uh, to 20th to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, this is just another replacement player <laughs> yeah. of uh, just replacing Talbot Keep, Smith. Yeah, retired. keep filling the, the bodies. So It just feels like, what are you doing, uh, Miami? Yeah. Or what are you doing, Jacksonville? You're just not doing anything to make your team better. So uh, Sorry, that was it. Uh, so next we've got uh, Philadelphia taking Jalen Rigar, uh, wide receiver TCU. And I think like Philadelphia, Philadelphia really screwed up on this draft. I think I think Philadelphia, when they saw that CD Lamb had the chance to get to Dallas, they should have done everything in their power to trade with Atlanta to move up uh, yeah. and take him because the one position that they were desperate for was receiver last year. And the difference between CD Lamb and Jalen Rivera is huge. Yeah, they want maybe the best considered the number one. Uh, and I feel like they should have made that move. So, But maybe they couldn't. Maybe Atlanta was like, listen, we're not moving. Sure. And after Jerry Judy went, like, they knew Dallas would take CeeDee Lamb. Like, that yeah. was, to me, unless Atlanta was like, we're not doing it, they, they, they fucked up. Well, you know, it's like the Bears. When we went all out for Kevin White, he's our guy, he's our guy, and the guy just breaks. So you never know what's going to happen until these guys play. Yeah, he plays in the big leagues. Uh, Vikings then trade They get uh, Justin Jefferson trading up with the Buffalo. Good pick. Good Again, guy. Lost, LSU. Big they receiver. They lost Stephon Diggs. So yeah. why not bring in a young guy in a young contract that, especially playing across from Thielen, is going to have a lot of opportunities to get the ball. So really good pick. Yeah. Especially for losing Stephon Diggs to replace him with someone as good as Jefferson. Uh, number 23 pick from New England. Uh, the LA Chargers took Kenneth Murray, a name right out of the 1950s. Yeah. A linebacker and from Oklahoma. of course Oklahoma. New England <laughs> trades out in the first round because... They're allergic to drafting people in the first round. Yeah. I think Bill Belichick thinks whoever has the most draft picks is the winner mm. of the draft. Because he keeps trading back. But the last like, three or four drafts of the Patriots have not actually been that great. They haven't really had, had many hits on real like studs yeah. coming out. I think. And even when they do hit on one, that they let them go. So they don't even believe it. They the don't even give them enough time to develop. So, again, this is a classic movie. Then they moved up. So... Uh, then we get uh, offensive lineman Cesar Ruiz goes uh, from Michigan. He goes to the Saints at 24. Uh, we get Brandon Ayak, wide receiver, Arizona State. The 49ers, they do take a wide receiver. That was part of the trade. Yeah, and that was a little surprising when they yeah. there. Again, we had a guy like T. Higgins on the board who went to Cincinnati in the first and the second round, which yeah. was a good, great pick with T. Higgins and A.J. Green. But yeah, I'm actually really excited to watch Cincinnati next year. The big pick, exciting. Uh, Jordan Love, uh Packers straight up with Houston. They get quarterback Jordan Love from Utah State. Well, again, okay, listen. Why they're doing the they're doing the pattern that has proved successful with them for twenty something years. We're going to draft a guy a couple of years, let him sit behind someone incredible, mm-hmm. learn off him, and if it works again, people are just going to be like, "Why aren't we doing this every time?" Because Green Bay has kind of figured out we only need one quarterback yeah. every twenty years. Almost. Yeah, exactly. It's like replacing batteries in the in the fire. Yeah, alarm. yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. You're, they have energizers. Yeah. You're buying the Poundland, the IKEA batteries. Exactly. Like, Why am I dying? Uh, good move for the uh, Seattle Seahawks taking Jordan Brooks, linebacker from Texas Tech. Uh, not big, but very fast, 6'1", 245. Moving at Baltimore Raisin, they, they take Patrick Queen, uh, linebacker as well from LSU. Yeah, big Baltimore guy. just 
doing that thing. I think they they know they have the offense. Let's yeah. just do what we want on that defense, and let's just get it. At number 29, uh, the Tennessee Titans take a beast. An offensive lineman, Isaiah Wilson from Georgia, 6'7", 340. Well, they lost Conklin to, oh, yeah. uh, to the Cleveland Browns, so you kind of have to do that. you got to replace And him. especially if you're going to have Derrick Henry be the focus of your offense, and you lose a piece like Conklin, you've got to replace him. Yeah. Because Derrick Henry is so important to your team. You and important protect. to Tannehill's. If we're protecting everyone, yeah. We move on to number 30. Uh, I'm not going to say his last name. Noah Ig. Yeah, that's going to be... Noah. Noah. He's Noah Ig. I couldn't even try. We are going to eat... It sounds Nigerian. In a bagane. In a it's, it's going to... The jersey is going to have to like wrap around... The name's going to wrap around the front. But yeah, this is kind of a weird one. To, well, defensive back from Auburn. He's 5'11", 200. Considering they signed um, Dallas, the, the guy from Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they have Xavier Howard. They have really good corners. So again, they're just going for a three straight corner... Three solid corners, you know, it could work. Could yeah. Work. Uh, number 31, uh, Jeff Gadney, cornerback uh, from TCU. Again, TCU bringing out some guys. And lastly, Clyde Edwards Hellier from LSU, running back. Uh, See, that's a good pick because yeah. I think um, Kansas, Five, City, eight, two, nine, two, nine. Kansas City just needed. Um, needed basically, that's the one piece they're missing. I think when they lost Kareem Hunt, uh, they still haven't really replaced Damian Williams is fine, but he's not that. You know, yeah, that dog that they need back there to just basically carry the reins. So some interesting ones. We just want to talk on quickly. Uh, one I'm interested in, Jake Fromm. I know. Buffalo Bills. That was a little He's shocker. small, but... Listen, I think that was a great pick. I think um, Josh Allen is by by far not a guarantee that mm-hmm. this is going to work out. And someone like Jake Fromm, who played at Georgia, played in national championships, won games yeah, all the did. time, like smart... Good Very smart. Everyone likes him. Everyone likes him. So I think having someone like that on the on the roster as a backup in yeah. case Josh Allen, who plays a bit reckless, can get hurt. I don't really have a lot of faith in Matt Barkley, so I think bringing him from is a great pick. Fifth round, you know, there's no guarantee, but with a quarterback like with that pedigree who did fall, I think it was a great pick. Well, he could also work out to be Chad Kelly. You know, Chad, <laughs> hey, Chad Kelly always had good games. He just just, he just can't keep it together. You just shouldn't be drinking and going into houses where people have uh, yeah. vacuums. Um, well, we'll touch, touch, touch on this uh, quickly. So I'm going to talk. Well, I'm going to go through. So they did. They simulated Madden for 2021 uh, based on this. All right. So end with the big end with the big news. So I'm going to I'm going to end it here. I'm going to go through and I'm going to tell you how it worked out. Right. Oh, I'm sure you, you know. So winning the NFC was Dallas Cowboys. Uh, with an eleven and five record, Minnesota eleven and five, Bears ten and six, Tampa ten and six, New Orleans ten and six, and the Rams ten and six. San Francisco at a ten and six record gets eliminated. I, I don't think the Rams are going to win ten and six. Well, this is what Madden says. Right. AFC: Baltimore thirteen and three, KC thirteen and three, Indianapolis thirteen and three, Cleveland nine and seven, Tennessee eight and eight, Buffalo eight and eight. What? Yes. Eight and eight. So nonsense. Man. They make it to the playoffs. Uh, also, they had uh, like uh, Mitch Trubisky coming in third and quarterbacking. So this is yeah, the MVP race. So the playoffs: Game One, Tennessee versus Indianapolis. Uh, Titans beat the Colts in the playoffs, thirty-one twenty-one. The Saints beat the Bucks. Th- or sorry, the Saints lose to the Bucks, thirty-four uh, thirty-one. Damn you, Tom Brady. Buffalo loses to Cleveland, forty-one fourteen. Well, we made the playoffs at eight and eight. Yes. Oh my God. Barely, and uh, you lose to the, the you lose to the Browns, uh, who beat you forty-one fourteen. And then the Bears beat the no Rams, thirty-five to fourteen. No way that Bills defense gave up forty-one. Uh, so then we move into uh, that was Wild Card weekend. Then we move into uh, divisional. Tennessee beats Baltimore, thirty-four twenty-eight. Uh, Dallas beats Chicago, twenty-four twenty-one. 
The Chiefs beat the, the Browns 28-16, and then uh, Tampa Bay beats Minnesota 17-14, which sets up our AFC-NFC, KC versus Tennessee, Tampa Bay versus Dallas. Ugh. Tennessee. That is literally my nightmare scenario. I know. Dallas versus Tampa Bay. So Super Bowl 50. So who's going to go to Super Bowl 55? Well, Tampa Tennessee, Bay. Tennessee beats Kansas City 31-21. <clears throat> Tampa Bay beats Dallas 23-13, setting up Tampa Bay uh, versus Tennessee Ooh. Super Bowl. Oh, no way. I'll tell you what, versus Kansas City, that would be amazing. No. I would love to, would love to watch that. Well, yeah. who knows if Tennessee. Anyway, who, wins, Tennessee, I don't know. who wins the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay or no, Tennessee? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl 55-13-10, according to a Madden simulation. Of course, you can simulate wrong. <laughs> but what they did was they made all the trades. They got the rosters up to the most recent things. Um, I think that's it for this. Well, that uh, was a depressing way to end the podcast. That was, okay. Uh, Tom Brady. Well, we could talk about... Posting up another trophy. No, we, no. We could talk about what, Jay Cutler's divorce? Jay Cutler's divorce. We could talk about Gronk saying he got the playbook four weeks in yeah, advance. No, right? That is so classic. Uh, the one thing that was funny, if you haven't seen uh, Will Ferrell uh, jumping into the Seahawks mm. Zoom meeting, check very that funny. out. That is very funny. Uh, he's got some good stuff in there. Uh, Brashawn Breland, um, very interesting arrest of the gas station. Uh, but we'll talk about more stuff. You guys, contact us if you want. Send us uh, NFL in London. Contact There's always Twitter. news. There's always Twitter, news. Instagram. Just go on the Facebook page or the website. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe. Stay sober. Oh, no, I don't mean the last one. Just stay NFL. Yeah.